Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our series through 2 Timothy. And we come to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verses 8 and 9 today. And I'm really excited to get into verses 8 and 9, because it means that soon we'll be able to get into verse 10, which verse 10 has really been what I've been looking forward to in this chapter. It's it's probably one of my favorite verses um, 10 and 11 are probably some of my favorite verses in all of Scripture of 2 Timothy chapter 3. So I'm excited because it feels like it's just taken a little while here uh, as I think this is our fifth one here through 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, it's exciting to kind of get into it here and to start to be able to get into that verse 10 and to really start to look at the positive side of this chapter. But that's for tomorrow. Today, it's verses 8 and 9, which we're finishing up that negative side of things. And it says this here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort there are those who creep into households and make captive of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to be at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions, persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for approval, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Well, today we're going to be looking at verses 8 and 9, and it says this once again, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs was, also was. Now, I find this interesting, especially because it's at this, uh, th- this really juxtaposition here, uh, in verse 10, as we see here, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, and perseverance, and so on and so forth. We're going to be looking at that later, but we can see here that, that if you're just reading this, uh, the, the first few verses of this chapter, really verses one through nine, you're, you're going to be thinking that this is all just about those perilous times, about the men who, who creep in unnoticed. And then, of course, uh, what we're going to be looking at in verses eight and nine today. 
But I want us to have a little bit of a different light on this, and that is a really a comparison between someone who is an enemy of Christ and someone who is like Timothy, a follower of Christ. And we could really go and overlay these things and see uh, the, the really huge differences in the characteristics and the character of Timothy and, of course, those who are to come out of these perilous times, those who create perilous times in your life. But we see this example as it continues on talking about the people who we ought to turn away from, those who creep into houses unnoticed, those who who take captive gullible women who are loaded down with sins and they lead them away with their various lusts. We, we see here that, that there is an example of Janus and Jambres, and it says this, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. So the first thing that we, we see here this morning about those who, once again, are those we should stay away from or turn away from, those who sneak into households or creep into households and take captive gullible women, these kind of people, uh, the first thing we see is that they are not submitted. They are rebellious people. They're not submitted either to God's men, God's leaders here, and this is representative in Moses, or are they they're also not submitted to the Word of God. Now, remember here, there's a comparison because the next verse that we have is talking about the positives of Timothy, that you're not like this, Timothy, you're not like this, which means that we all have a choice. We can either choose to be a Timothy or we can choose to be like this. And so, of course, the opposite of being rebellious uh, towards God's people, towards God's men, towards God's leaders, and of course, towards God's word, is that we can be submitted to God's men, submitted to God's word. And of course, we need to be a people who are submitted. But then it says this, it says that they are men of corrupt minds. They're men of corrupt minds. And by the way, uh, before I get into that a whole lot more, that, that word resisted and then resist again, it's the same Greek word. It, it doesn't just simply mean to resist as in to like pull back. It literally means to oppose. Janus and Jambres, they opposed Moses, that they opposed Moses. And we see here that there are those, uh, that these men who you're to stay away from, who creep into houses, all these kinds of things, they are people who they oppose the truth of God's word. But then it says here, they're disapproved, excuse me, I skipped a part here. They're men of corrupt minds. They're men of corrupt minds. And this really means spoiled minds, spoiled minds. Now, this is an interesting thought. If you you really you, you know think about this, something that spoils, well, it doesn't start off spoiled. It starts off good, and then if you think of a child, it, it's someone who gets maybe too much of, of what we might call a good thing and not enough of correction. It spoils the child. Well, I, another thing, you go and you look at um, a a cup of milk or a, a, you know, gallon of milk in the refrigerator, well, eventually it will spoil if you leave it to its own accord for so long, if it's not being used. And so we see here that these are, are men who they're opposing people that they're supposed to submit to. They're opposing the word of God, the word of truth. And because they're opposing this, 
They're not receiving the correction that they ought to get, and so they're being spoiled. But then they're also of the supervisor nature, if you know what I mean, instead of the doer nature. They're people who they believe that their spiritual gift is is pew-sitting or telling others how to do ministry as opposed to actually getting up and doing ministry. They're also spoiling, but it doesn't just spoil them or spoil their spirit or spoil their attitude. It literally says it spoils their minds. And this is something that you need to understand. If you live your life in rebellion, not receiving correction, live your life uh, never being used for the Lord, but being a pew sitter or telling others only how they ought to serve the Lord, you need to understand something about what will happen to your mind. It will spoil your mind. Your mind will not be as sharp as what it once was. It it will not be nearly what God designed it to be, and it will regress as opposed to progress. As opposed to getting better, it will get worse. I'll I'll never forget meeting one of these type of men one time, and I, I was... Uh, at the time, just starting off, in fact, uh, I was was in an internship, and I and I met one of these men, and th- this was was one of those guys who his mind had absolutely spoiled, and it wasn't because he he didn't have charisma. The man certainly had charisma. He had he had gone to to Bible school, and he let everybody know it, but he never did anything uh, with uh, with that. He. Um, in fact, sat back and just kind of was that supervisor, told other people how they ought to serve the Lord while well, he never really did anything for Christ. And that was true of his entire life. And you could see that in the fruit of his life or the rottenness of the fruit in his life. His children had walked away from the Lord. He had no disciples. It, it, was, it was really a sad state. And I'll never forget him coming up to me and looking at me, and and this was just after praying, and, and, and he looked at me, and he said, look, your, your prayer, it, it was pretty good. It wasn't too bad, you know? I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't great. You could do better, uh, but what you need to do is you need to just go and write out your prayer, and he started going into all this, and then he he, he gave me an example as he, he said, you know, look, I, I've written out a prayer for you, and da-da-da-da, and all this kind of stuff. It was absolutely ridiculous. But but I'm just sitting there looking at this guy like, what in the world? I mean, I, I didn't know that the point of praying was to impress people who were on this earth. I thought it was to talk to God. You know, maybe I'm just a simple-minded guy. Maybe I'm, you know, just— just have uh, have missed the mark, and I've I've missed it on on trying to go and to impress people who are listening to my prayers. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case at all. But the point that I'm getting at here is that his mind had spoiled. I mean, I'm looking at this guy like he's he's gained a third eye on his head because he's trying to come and tell me how to make his prayer more eloquent, but really he just wants to go and to, to try to impress me with his elegant prayer. Um, but anyway, continuing on, these men are disapproved concerning the faith. Now, that's an interesting phrase. What in the world does it mean to be disapproved concerning the faith? Well, it literally means rejected around the faith rejected through the faith or rejected around the faith. There are people who, though they might be in the midst of a congregation, and this specific type of person that it's talking about it is, is really tares inside of a wheat field. 
It's really tares inside of a wheat field. It's not a real believer. It's somebody who has come and they might fit in the crowd. They might kind of look like they belong, but ultimately, ultimately they've been rejected. They've rejected the faith and they've thoroughly rejected the faith. And this is something that you need to understand is that th there are really three types of people. I mean, you could put it down to the categories of believer or unbeliever, but I like to put one more category in there, and that's make-believer. And it's important to go and to realize that because there are people who they make believe that they're Christians. You need to be aware of those people. Yes, you need to share the gospel with those people when you recognize it, but but most of the time you need to avoid those kind of people, those make-believers, because they are just going to come in and ruin everything. They're not called sheep. They're called goats. Stay away from the goats. They just eat garbage, produce poo, and butt you in the head. That's all they do. That's all they do. They're not people you want to be around. Well. We come to this last verse here. It says, but they will progress no further for their folly will be made manifest to all as theirs also was, which of course that's referring to Janus and Jambres. But we see something that's interesting here, their folly uh, or interesting, uh, it, it could be translated their rage or their madness will be manifest to all. They think that they will be sly and people won't be able to figure it out. But really, everybody who is looking in will realize that these people, through their rebellion, that's where it starts. It's that they're opposing God's man. They're opposing God's word. They're, re they're, they're against God's man. They're against God's word. That their madness will be shown to everyone. Choose not to be like that. Choose submission. Choose to submit yourself to God in the order that he sets. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Has already begun. Know that God's up to something.